You're listening to Manufacturing Ignition Recruitment Advice, bringing you right up to date on the latest recruitment information, trends and discussions to help you recruit the best people for your business. Sponsored by Bonfire Recruitment, helping manufacturing leaders across the UK to attract the best talent for their manufacturing company. Ignite your business or career today by visiting www.bonfirerecruitment.com. Here's your hosts, Terry Mallin and Scott Buchanan. Moving on to this week's recruitment discussion. And as I said, obviously this discussion is going to be around once you've... So following on from last week's podcast, where we went through how to map out your market, if you are a business owner, a business leader, a hiring manager, you could be any management position within a site or whoever, whoever recruits... For a team within manufacturing, it could be HR, internal recruitment, it could be anyone, a production manager, it doesn't matter. If you recruit a role for a manufacturing company and you're the hiring manager, you should know how many people are in your area who could be potentially do that job. Whether it be 50 people, 5,000 people, you should know that number naturally because that allows you to actually make sure that you've got full visibility of the market and the potential people who could work for you within your team. So we went through that last week and about how to map out the market. So this week, I thought it's important, Scott, that actually once you've mapped out that market, it's all very good that you've you've scoped out everybody in that market. But how do you identify the top 15% to make sure that you get the best people for your business? Absolutely. And and to kind of put it into perspective, so say you're a, let's, let's stick on the whiskey we were talking about whiskey at the start. So say you're a whiskey company in the Scottish Highlands and you're the HR manager and you've you know there's say five thousand people with five thousand people who work within the whiskey industry, within manufacturing, within thirty miles of your company and your site. Okay. Mm-hmm. So out of that five thousand people, how do you identify the top fifteen percent that could potentially be attracted to your business? So that's 750 people, and that's the 750 people you concentrate on. So that's what I kind of wanted to go through this week and give you a, wee, a, a little bit of an insight. We don't give away too many secrets here, but give you a wee bit of an insight into how to do that. And this is more medium-long-term strategy that we implement. Yeah. And Scott, you're well aware of what, 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 you know, how we track movements you know, and the type of stuff that you look from potential people. So if you see the, a profile online or whatever, you know, you, you naturally you'll tend to look at the time they've been with their current company as well as their progression within that company. And naturally, yeah. if somebody's been within a business for, say, five years and what they've worked their way up is from a, an operator to an ops manager, you know, in that five years, they've got to be doing something right, you know, and it's within a competitor of yours. Not only would it benefit you if you're recruiting an ops manager, tempting that individual into your business because it could it could damage your 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 competitor, but also what you're gaining is a real talent there because obviously that company's embraced that. Um, do, and then, do you know typically Terry? See that type of t- that type of typical talent stroke candidate you're talking of, their employee to the business is typically the candidate may well not have been rewarded financially as well as if someone had actually left the business and gone to another company. Um, because it, yeah. you know that way, which is um, yeah, it's one of those things, I guess. Whereby if you, you stay with a company, um, the company believes they're doing the right thing, but actually, you know, the the, the competition um, is is always looking for good talent. Correct, and then, and and that will be a, a future recruitment minute where we'll talk about retaining. Once we've got the good people in, how do we retain them? 
And 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 a, a second area that me that myself and Scott track is all your awards, your you know recognition, press releases, anything at all with names, and and you know we gather that information over a period of time, and that's what people should be doing. Hence why we have and we mention about awards nearly every week in the latest news because we we're visibly watching them, looking for people, and marking it in a notebook. It's not literally a notebook, but on a database, we're actually going. We know who is, who is doing well over a period of time. We bit a side side curve, which might you know, and this isn't this isn't um, you know the be all and end all. This is just a wee bit of advice you know it's not one sh- one size fits all with regards to shoot it's certainly not that but it's pretty accurate you know? there's a consistent trend What's that? but if you're looking at link- LinkedIn activity um, uh-huh. people who are who people who are less active tend to be more busy on their roles more happy in their jobs they're not really interested in LinkedIn they're doing well they're getting recognised within their com- company it tends to be when someone has a much higher activity their platform, it tends to be that they're maybe updating their profile. Okay, if somebody updates their profile, then a lot of the time that means that maybe they're going to be starting to look for a job or they want a profile up to date for some reason. Okay, yeah. and it might be genuine reasons they just want to update it, but let's be honest, you know, at the end of the day, if I was updating my profile, there's a reason behind it. And, and you know, and that might be a number of different things you're actively more posting more. So, myself and Scott would keep an eye on that sort of stuff. That doesn't mean that that person is not in the top 15% because you should know that from before actually the historic movements and then actually looking at you know have you had any engagement with this person before is this someone you see time and time again actively applying for roles every single couple of months every single month for every couple of months yeah all of this tracking movements actually you know you're looking for trends where it kind of identifies as a you know how's this person how, how is this person uh, within their working life does that make sense? Yeah, or? no, it, it does, Terry. And I, I thought you, I, I don't think this is a, a super secret, but one of the things about the candidate that's maybe too busy um, that, that's keeping a low profile sometimes doesn't get the chance to, to exactly to say what you do, what you're saying there, such as um, update the LinkedIn profile. And the person that's doing all the updating and similar, um, actually the, the best piece of talent that, that a given other employer might be looking for is the person sitting next to them half the time. Um, and it's actually, you know, good recruiters will 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 have, you know, have an understanding and have mapped out, you know, who who's who's where doing what, I guess. Um, and and that's the talent that companies, you know, because they're doing all the all the graft in the background that that um, will will hit their will hit hit them if they're not getting looked after. So um, yeah, there's there's you're you're absolutely hitting the nail on the head, Terry. Okay, good, good. So. And, you know, and, and as I said, we're not going to give you too much secrets. You know, that's a kind of tip of the iceberg again. You know, but literally, you know, if you picture the last two podcasts we went we went through, you should have mapped out your market. You should know how many people are in engineering, how many people are in production, operations, supply chain, finance, HR, whatever the department might be. You should have um, now an understanding over a over a medium long period, actually tracking movements of who's potentially the top caliber and who's that top 15% of people. Now, what we work on, you know, we work in senior management within manufacturing and imagine, we've been developing this the last couple of years. So imagine you had a system that identifies the highest chance of that person being active and likely to look. So, you know, those people who are inactive in LinkedIn, who are happy in their role, who have quickly progressed their career through a certain business, 
if you had a system who could identify the the highest chance and the highest point, whether you know any period of time, well, that person would be more receptive to receiving a message from you and having a and a discussion to then encourage that person into your business. Would that no be the strongest recruitment tool that you you could ever have, rather than just posting an advert on your typical job board job boards? Definitely. I mean, and Scott, yeah. if that system can then generate a shortlist of potential people for you for any live roles who are falling into that category from the top 15%, you can then engage the right people at the right time and get them involved in your recruitment process. And it's people who would, you would never have seen before who are doing very well in their jobs. However, if the better opportunity comes up and a better opportunity to progress their careers or whatever the, whatever the motivation might be, then, then you can have that discussion. But let's be clear. Let, let, let's, let's be clear, Scott. Mm-hmm. Getting to that point is only the first hurdle. Right. You identifying those people, you know know that at this point they're more receptive to having a message from you and having a conversation. You might have that conversation, but at the end of the day, you still need to get that person interested in the opportunity you've got in your company, which I think next week, what we'll go through is how do you then attract the top people to interview yeah. with your business? Yeah. Any input on that, Scott? What do you think? I think you're, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. You're almost giving away some of our secrets there, Terry. But um, the, I think the idea that um, people, you know, top talent is is typically passionate and interested in doing an, an amazing job at whatever their specialism and, and what they're doing. And and, and that type of talent, um, when presented with a better opportunity or a better company and a better opportunity. These are the things that, that tempt people away. And I guess it's, you know, at the end of the day, all, all we do is, is present the opportunities. And I guess at the end of the day, people are quite, you know, receptive to bettering their career, which is which is what, what it's all about, I guess. The, the challenge sometimes, and, and one of the frustrations that, that we both have, I guess, is when, you know, uh, the, the, the organisation it says that they've got their own internal recruiter that has access to the same network and, and similar because they're connected to Joe Blogs and so on. You know, that end, it ends up, you know, that, that, that there's there's maybe a can of worms in there that actually is not true and that we, we actually can, you know, it's it's not just about the name. It's actually about the relationship with that name and, and obviously introducing into the process and, and getting through the, you know, for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. And that's a different topic again, Scott. So, you know, end of day, it's all good being connected on LinkedIn and being a yeah. second degree connection. You need to have authority in the marketplace to be able to even have the conversations. You know, these guys are getting approached day in, day out by everybody in the market. How do you stand out? But that's another topic <laughs> that's future down the line. Okay. It's, uh, but it's, guys, when, when you listen to this, this is really good information we're giving you. This is really good food for thought. We work alongside a lot of uh, internal recruiters and HR and, 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 and the reason being is because we understand the challenge that the guys are going through. We do recruitment as well. We've been in that position where actually we've been limited on the tools and the systems we've been given yeah. and we're expected to deliver miracles. Yeah. And, and we understand 100% of the fr- frustrations. So what we actually did two and a half years ago was reverse all those frustrations and actually start to build our system so that actually we can be far more proactive rather than reactive. And that's probably the engineering background in me where actually I was thinking, how can we do this much better than everybody else and, and, and really have a benefit to the wider market? So, so with that, you know, as a, if, if guys, if you, if you work in HR or internal recruitment, we feel your frustration there. 
we're more than happy to have a, a further you know a chat on this just to give you a bit of an insight into what we do to help yeah. you as a business. It's compliment. I think that that's the point, isn't it? It's um, it's it's complementing a given process or a given. And we touched on this in a previous podcast, and I'm not going to stand my high horse again. But I certainly think that that working alongside or being part of a given business, you know, for the right reasons, and um, you know that that goes. It's exactly what we're saying there about um, inclusivity, isn't it? And um, what you know, the sum of all parts actually allows a better result. And you know, I certainly see, we've seen the results of that. And um, yeah, happy to talk with anyone around those those topics thanks for listening to the manufacturing ignition podcast if you've made it this far we take it that you enjoyed the show in return we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review on itunes subscribe while you're there and we'll catch you for the next episode